Shop of Maniacs. You're listening to another episode of the Shop Talk Show. I'm Dave, Tiny Blog Rupert, and with me is Chris. Uh, very popular, but uh, also, uh, you know, small blog queer. Hey, Chris, how are you doing oh, today? I only like small blogs, actually. Yeah. Artisanal, uh, seasonal, artisanal, local, small blogs. Yeah. As a matter of fact, just just to just to I, I know we should get on with things, but I have a tab open. I've had a tab open for two weeks. You know, there's like this alternative search engine thing called Kagi, K-A-G-I. Mm-hmm. They launched this little like it's like it's like a throwback to stumble upon from the million day it was used to be a browser extension you just click the button and it takes you to some new website so you're just like hey, you know you just get addicted to taking you to new posts they have some version of that i think they're calling it small web or something yeah it's just yeah. a whole bunch of rss feeds and you just click this big blue button that says next post and it takes you to a recent ish post from these many thousands of of rss feeds on there but it, you know that word small web is right in there you know, it's saying it's saying these are just you know it's to get on the list. It has to be a, a a independent blog from a person. You know, it's just fun. It's it's fun to click the button. Who uh, who do we have in the studio today that can help us talk? Well, about I was small thinking that web. I bet I bet ten percent <laughs> of the blogs on there are probably uh, uh, hosted on a little site called Microblog. I think that's you just say Microblog Micro dot blog. Manton Reese, is that how you say mm-hmm. it? Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I, we pronounce the dot just to, I don't know, just to keep it kind of oh, unique. I knew uh, micro I'd get it wrong. Blog. Micro dot but blog. A, a lot of people don't. A lot of people just say micro blog. That's fine. I, I think I was feeling, I, like, I don't want to, like, take over the word micro blog. Like, that's a real word that people can use for <laughs> other products and other <laughs> blogs. Fair, fair. So, so micro dot blog, but you call it whatever you want. It's fine. That's the productization of the, of the, of the, I guess the art form, perhaps. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. So you can go there right now. You can type in micro dot blog into your browser and go there and you can, you can sign up and you can have a blog in about two seconds. Uh, uh, So it's, you know, for people that are interested in that for some reason, is, is the micro-ness enforced in, in any other way other than simplicity like what if i wanted to use microblog for my long form blog posts i can do that right yeah totally fine totally fine i use it for my long posts too most of my posts are short now but yeah i have longer essays sometimes yeah there's no limit well there is some kind of database limit but it's you know you're not going to write as much as can fit in thousands and thousands of characters that are allowed yeah yeah some people say we should have we should have like branded like a macro blog or like a like some other but no, it's just <laughs> you can have short posts, long posts, photos, videos, audio, whatever. So it's uh, it's a full blogging system now, which is not, I guess, not super well understood. I think when we launched, people were expecting more of a Twitter clone, and so I think a lot of people never really? wrapped their head around that. Yeah, it's a little different. Can can we go through the history of it? Because I, I I feel like I was there. You're like in a coffee shop coding it with. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> we're at accurate. Cafe yeah. Bedouins coding it, um, and uh, and then like you did a Kickstarter, I believe, and then mm-hmm. you uh, and then and then there was kind of this. This was like pre uh, Elon, even <laughs> like there was some Twitter API stuff that just made you like. Yeah, sort of rage quit Twitter. I don't know. Can you walk us through the history of how uh, Microblog got born? Sure. Yeah. The rage quit happened maybe like 10 years ago. 
or so. I want to say is 2012-ish when Twitter started, yeah, years before Elon started really uh, cracking down on third-party developers, discouraging different types of apps. And I got really frustrated and said, ah, they don't want third-party apps. You know, they, they don't want people to use their API. I'm out. And app.net came along around that time too. And I was kind of fascinated with that. And as that was fading away, I realized I really should just be posting all this to my own blog. I've been blogging for years. I should have short posts on my own blog. I control it. I can, I can cross-post to other services to reach other people if I want to, but I really want it all in my own domain name. And that's where micro.blog came from. And the, uh, the, yeah, the Kickstarter was the very, very beginning of 2017. And we kind of it took most of that year to sort of roll it out to beta people and get some apps built and, and that sort of thing. And then kind of launched to the public later in 2017 and just keep working on it. It's, uh, yeah, like it started, it, I think it was just short posts at the very beginning. You couldn't even upload photos. And of course now like photo blogs is a huge part. I mean, people love to post photos on their own blog and I can't imagine it being uh, as limited as it was in the early days, but now it's a full blogging system. I feel like, I feel like we compete as much with like Twitter and Mastodon uh, as we do with like WordPress and you know Ghost and like full featured blogging platforms. Fascinating, it really is because it, it is kind of both. I mean, if you your blog is, it feels like a prototypical micro blog. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even do titles. If somebody <laughs> subscribes to your to your RSS feed, which I do in my reader, it just says mm -hmm. your name as yeah. the title of every single every single post, and that's okay. Like it's just whatever RSS isn't ready for you. You're too progressive, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and my longer posts will have a title, right? And that that's kind of how micro.blog and how my blog thinks about the world is like. If you have a short post, it doesn't have a title, and and there are some services that sort of like they get confused if RSS feeds don't have titles in the items and they'll like fabricate like untitled post or like, you know, placeholder mm. here. That, and and I've, I've tried to sort of, every time I see that, I try to reach out the to the developer and point them at the RSS spec and, you know, it, it, title is optional in the spec. You don't need a title. And if it's a short post of, you know, 200 characters, just leave the title off and apps should be able to seamlessly adapt their UI so that it just looks nice, um, so that it looks more like a, a Twitter, you know, sort of microblog interface. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. What about the John Gruber thing where he has a, his title is a link that goes to a totally different website? Is that in the spec? Mm -hmm. Is that, that legal? <laughs> it kind of <laughs> sort of is in the spec because there's, there's um, yeah, you can have a URL that's, that points somewhere else. And then in JSON feed, which I helped with, we also have this concept of like external URL. But to be honest, like the way John uses it on Daring Fireball can be frustrating because, yeah, you get linked somewhere that you weren't expecting. And yeah, yeah. I think he has for years wanted to move away from that so that the permalink always posts you know, links back to his own website and then you can link from there where you want to go. Um, but, you know, change is hard. And yeah. uh, eventually I think he will change his RSS feed. I know his JSON feed is already 
updated that way. Oh, I copied it for a while because I, I used to kind of like it. Because I'm like, if I'm if I'm writing about you, if I'm trying to mm-hmm. send you somewhere else, I should just send you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I eventually gave I gave up on it because I it does it feels weird. It's like the, I don't know, but that website there's a high, very high chance it's going to go offline for one thing. Because I yeah. lo, like you have tons of old posts that if I go back ten years, it's way lower than fifty percent chance that that oh, whatever yeah. I'm linking to is is, is there. Yeah. But anyway, the, I think you can almost best of both worlds it if you, you know, what I did a CSS tricks eventually was had two links. I put like permalink or something, some kind of phrase that means like, like to me and then direct link with an arrow that kind of insinuates you're going to to what I'm talking about. I don't know if that was like the perfect solution, but um, it kind of did the trick. Yeah, and it depends on the the, the author. Like, I, th- I find the, the where it becomes a problem is when you get too far from like a, just a link blog, like where you just like you're including a link to something else and you're adding just like five words and say like check this out or you know this is cool or the title. But where it becomes a problem is when you add a lot of your own commentary, and and that's the case on Daring Fireball and a lot of other sites where right. you know I'm going to link to this, I'm going to include a block quote, and then I'm going to add four paragraphs of commentary. At that point, it's not really a link blog, right? It's Mm -hmm. a full blog post that you happen to be linking to something else. So that's where I think it becomes kind of confusing and just being more consistent about where the link is going, I think helps readers. Yes, it really is. Because then it's like, if if I'm reading that and I want to grab a link to it because what I want to link to is your commentary on it. Where do I get that link now? Because the title is linking gone and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that gets, gets exactly. awkward. Yeah, I had a whole rant about this, actually. I, it, at some point, it frustrated me, and I had a bold blog post, and I adapted that for a part of uh, my book that I wrote about blogging. Um, I think it's still in the book. I don't think I cut it, but yeah, I this is a minor problem to complain about, but it is something that I think, you know, we've been blogging long enough that we should have some good conventions for this. Fair enough. Okay, so uh, so it's 2017. You decided mm-hmm. to do a Kickstarter for it. I can relate to that. That that is like I I think there should be another service or so. Like, what was your what was your message in the Kickstarter? Mm-hmm. It was like th- th- there should be better blogging options in the world, or was it? Did it kind of have a screw Twitter vibe to it? Or? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. And and the timing was kind of funny because it wasn't. I think it might have been more successful if it had launched earlier or later. Um, because I don't, I, I think people were frustrated with Twitter kind of maybe a few years before that. And then obviously, you know, when Elon Musk took over, people became frustrated for other reasons. Um, but it was still really successful, I think. And I was really blown away by the response. But the, 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 the message was basically we should have, we should own our content. We should blog more on our own sites. We shouldn't put all our data in a, in a silo somewhere, whether that's Twitter, Instagram, or just, you know, blog at your own domain name, not someone else's domain name. And um, by doing that, we sort of, uh, a couple things I think interesting happen. I mean, one, you know, you can control your content, you can move it places, you can, um, like you were talking about with, you know, websites going away all the time, um, you have more control over it. You know, if you want to switch hosting providers, no problem. If you want to mm-hmm. switch from WordPress to Ghost, micro.blog to whatever, roll your own site. It's all fine. You can 
continue to get all your links working. And then the other aspect uh, of it was if everybody is blogging on their own site and we have all these RSS feeds, like the good old days, um, we could build services and communities that tie everything together in a better user experience. And so, and that was sort of the Twitter-like aspect of like, what if we rebuilt Twitter but based on RSS feeds where everything is just much more distributed, kind of how the web was supposed to be. We weren't supposed to have you know, all this content in one place, all on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Like we were supposed to be a little more spread out than that. And uh, yeah, so that was the message. I made a kick, I made a video for Kickstarter, which every once in a while I'll, I'll kind of go back and look at it because it's all still what I believe. And so I think we got a couple things right early on that Luckily, you know, we've been able to to keep rolling with. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the message. Yeah, nice. And then the people spoke. They met your goal. You built the thing. Now mm-hmm. we're years later. You even have a whole team around it now. So worked out pretty well. Huh? I think so. I mean, it's, it's uh, I'm super happy with it. It's, you know, like any developer, we've built different apps. We work for different companies, you know, consulting different building apps for other people, whatever. And this is the first thing, you know, in decades of my career that I would just want to keep working on the rest of my life. Uh, It it kind of just checks all the boxes of like, I love to blog. I love to write, you know, this certain kind of application. I love open APIs. And and it it also allows me to just, there's enough variety in it that I can work on the blogging aspects. I can work on, we have a whole thing about like, tracking books you're reading so you can blog about them, um, you know, podcasting. There's so many different things that I can work on that, uh, you know, as long as it keeps growing, as long as we are successful enough that, you know, I can pay myself, ideally I can pay other people eventually and grow the team, that, uh, yeah, it's a success. It doesn't need to be huge. It just needs to be big enough to support, you know, a small team and Keep everybody happy. Elephant in the room, or big blue bird, or big black X in the room. <laughs> uh, probably been a wild year for you here uh, since the big uh, kitchen kitchen sink incident. Oh yeah, I mean, did you benefit from the exoduses? Because you know, like you'll you'll read news reports that are like blue sky had the biggest day ever. Does that spill over into microblog a little bit? It does. Uh, I mean, less like those big guys. They get most of the attention, and Mastodon, I think. Has, got the, the biggest benefit. Um, it, it's interesting because Mastodon and Micro.blog kind of came out around the same time. Uh, I think he might have beat me a little bit, like 2016, end of 2016, early 2017. Um, and then both kind of developed in parallel, similar ideals, but just kind of a different approach. And But the timing, for, for whatever reason, worked really well for Mastodon when it uh, was growing right as people were leaving Twitter. So I think they benefited a bunch. Definitely Blue Sky has benefited a bunch, but we've also benefited a bunch. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I, it's, in some ways, it's nice not to be the biggest like uh, mm. benefiter of, you know, I don't, you know what I mean? It's like when you have an influx of thousands and thousands of users all at once, it creates scaling problems, it creates community management problems. Um, so We've we've had a nice uh, nice flow of people coming and looking for other alternatives. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so uh, so again, I mean, we're already f- way into this, but micro.blog, <laughs> go there. You, 
sign up, pick a username, whatever, and all of a sudden I have a blog. It is hosted by you, but I could easily, and it sounds like you highly encourage me to buy a domain name and um, host it at that instead, because then I kind of fully control it and can move it and all that stuff. I would echo that. That's a fantastic way to work and think. Here's a weird one. Is it Rails? (laughs) It's not quite Rails. It is Ruby. It's Ruby Sinatra. Wow, Sinatra. Sinatra, yeah. It, you know, I did a bunch of Rails and I felt like, I felt it was just getting so big and I don't want to say bloated, but it was just like there's lots of things there. And and I tried Sinatra and I felt like it was just really streamlined and simple. And so that's what it is. And still, I mean, it's, it's a pretty large project now and maybe it's too big for the way Sinatra was kind of designed, but... I still love it. Keeps it simple. There's not a million dependencies on different projects, and and Rails. I mean, it, it grow, it, Rails changes so often. I feel like like you gotta everything's deprecated every couple of years. You gotta change all your stuff. So I'm I'm pretty happy with. I'm just kind of floating along on Ruby Sinatra. So yeah, Ruby Sinatra. And oh, I get the rest it. Is That's cool. Pretty basic. Yeah, MySQL. Use Redis a bunch. Oh, I, I thought of that. There. Wasn't the the launch of Rails was had this famous demo that was kind of like a blog. It was kind of like, mm-hmm. look, you can yeah. scaffold out users and and look, they each have a blog and you can make crud stuff or whatever. And I was like, I wonder if that's what this is. But yeah, I got Ruby right anyway. Yep. Ruby. I love Ruby still. I, I really like it. Well, and Sinatra is the hidden gem because it's just the lightweight. It's like, I don't know. It's just like the the route render piece right like you're just mm-hmm. like one almost like one file one render endpoint sort of thing you know it's cool so microdoblog is just one file it's just one giant giant file <laughs> no, <laughs> not really, was it... sinatra for the first year or so <laughs> oh yeah and then we poured it to it oh yeah. nice see now, yeah. Yeah, now it's rails and now it's i don't even know what to call it now because it's such a monstrosity of different different things mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, what, one of the reasons this came to be is because I was in a particular position. I have my own blog that just is, happens to be WordPress, and I'm happy with that. So I'll probably just stick with that. But I own the domain name, so I can do whatever I want with it over time. Um, but I was in this position where I was like, you know, p- part of my career really is is trying to create content and then get it out to as many people as possible. And it's it's in when the the landscape of social media and stuff changes, even if I'm old and tired of it, I, t- I gotta we gotta figure it out. And you know, like we have we have even have this show. You know, it's like what do we, why have a podcast if 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 you never tell anybody about it? You know, part of our job is to get it out there at least a, a little bit to the best of our abilities, and. You you know that that kind of eats away at me sometimes. So, so the, in my latest round of it eating away at me with my own personal blog, I'm like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna sit down and figure out how to do the thing where when I publish something on my site, it does the indie web ideal of publishing to every social media site that's that's relevant like i don't care to publish it to instagram because instagram is just photos and this is a blog post and that's a weird mismatch i'm not trying to produce an automated youtube video of my blog post that's not my goal but there's so many text-based ones um you know like x or whatever uh still exists uh but also Blue Sky and Mastodon and LinkedIn is even in this vein now, which is almost news to me. I don't know when they switched to the like, we're just Twitter now, but that happened. 
and then and then there's more. There's I, I just made a whole list of the ones that would be practical to publish to. Threads, I guess, is out now, you know. And I made the list and I'd be like, okay, what what who's ready for this and who isn't? Kind of who who's willing to has APIs ready to 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 take this stuff. Mastodon for whatever like feels obvious like they have APIs out the yin yang. Everything and anything can publish to Mastodon. It's just it's, uh, apparently incredibly easy. So that wasn't hard to find ways to wire up my WordPress to it. But then there's, but like Blue Sky is so new that it's like, that's a weird one. There's not a lot of places doing that one. Threads is even newer, um, but miraculously does have the APIs to do it. I don't, you know, anyway, so I was kind of one by one going through the list and finding like, is there, <laughs> you'd think there'd just be, you know, WordPress being what it is, you'd think there'd just be one big super plugin that just could do all of them. And I think there probably wants to be that, but nobody has really nailed it yet. Um, and, and then there's probably some very annoyed people too. Like I'm sure the Jetpack team was annoyed. They have Jetpack Social. That's a product from automatic jetpack is it's like a plugin for wordpress and jetpack social is in a way to help you do this to publish to stuff only they've over time had less places they publish to which is like oh, what a bummer for them and i think they were highly annoyed by the by the x changes to their api to to make this hard or impossible or in, in financially infeasible, right? Don't they have, they have a free API and then they have a hundred dollar one. And then from there, it's like $43,000 a year or something. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's not yeah. right. Uh, yeah. You know what? You tell me first and then I'll tell you where this ended up. Well, no, I was just going to jump in and say that I actually paid Twitter X the hundred dollars a month for a few months because we had supported posting to Twitter from micro.blog for years and we knew that wasn't going to last forever. The writing has been on the wall. Um, but when they just really gutted all the API stuff, stopped supporting you know, third-party apps like Ivory and Twitterific and that sort of thing, I decided I wanted to just have a smooth kind of ramp off or whatever for my customers. Like just not instead of like it stopping right away, like give my customers a few months warning that it was going away. So I, yeah, so I paid that hundred dollars, you know, for a couple months oh. and I, I didn't love paying for it, but I felt like, yeah, I'll pay for it for my customers for a little while. And then you got to shut it down. Cause like you said, it was kind of a joke, hundred dollars up to, you know, tens of thousands of dollars just, just to do something, which I, I think should be free, you know, giving Twitter content. You're giving Twitter content. You're giving it to hey, them. Hey, for the price they, of a small SUV, you can <laughs> post to Twitter from your blog. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. No, 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 no thanks. But I, I did I did want to hold, as, as much as I'm just incredibly conflicted about this, I did want to try to make that one work because I, you know, historically have the most followers there anyway. And sometimes, you know, even if there's a bad guy at the top, you're like, you can't, you can almost use their own platform as protest against them in a way. Be like, you can't push me out. Right? I'm here. I think you're a jerk and I'm going to say so on your platform in a way. Anyway, that one just, I still, to this day, nothing. You, you know, I, I cannot figure out a way to go from WordPress to it. It's un unbelievable. Like, what a joke of a platform. It's just, I'm still mad about it to this moment. But I got every other single one working, and 
that the story ends up with that as many of them uh, that microblog can do this. Oh, hopefully that was the big moment for everybody. You probably didn't even know that. We've just talked about it as a like a a blogging platform for now, but you've built in to microblog a a kind of both incoming and outgoing syndication model. And I used both. So like, you know, I'm sure Manton can explain this to us better, but I don't write on microblog directly at the moment, but microblog has all my posts in it because I say, here's my RSS feed from over here. Please suck it up. And kind of, so I'm kind of cross posting to microblog and the microblog can post out from there. And you have a bunch of integrations like, like whatever Mastodon and said, I forget what your whole list is, but it's a pretty thick list. It's a pretty mm -hmm. good list. So did I get that yeah, right? No, that's exactly right. You got it right. Yeah. It's like the, one of the, the goals was if you don't want us to host your blog, that's fine. You know, just tell us where your WordPress blog is or whatever you have. And micro.blog will just bring the posts into the timeline. So if someone follows you on micro.blog, they'll see the post from WordPress. And then, it, yeah, as soon as the posts come into micro.blog, micro.blog can then turn around and say, yeah, let's, we'll send that to Mastodon or LinkedIn or Blue Sky or, you know, whatever. Uh, Twitter used to work, Facebook used to work, you know, because of those uh, companies locking down their APIs, we had to remove those too. But yeah, I think we still have like eight services that that we support. Um, Medium, Flickr, um, Blue Sky, we added Noster also <laughs> recently. Ooh, uh -huh. um, okay. And just trying to not be too picky about we're only going to support certain APIs that we love, just yeah, the open web, you should be able to move posts around. So, yeah, you want to send it to Blue Sky, great. You know, enable that and it'll just automatically go out there. Right. Don't envy that. It does become a little bit of technical debt for you because I'm Blue Sky is so new. Like there, it's, It just feels like a 100% chance that at some point it's going to break on you and you're going to have to go fix it. Mm, yep. <laughs> and then at, sure. at the cost of working at at the cost of, you know, some other thing that you could have been doing that day. Uh, but I like it. You're one of the very few that does Blue Sky at the moment. So that was a useful for me anyway. That might be worth it just for me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry. I think I, I sent you an email about that. And I feel kind of bad because I don't usually say, like, what about me? Like, what what about my thing you should be using? <laughs> and um, I, I don't know. I did anyway. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you, you pitched yeah. it. Oh, yeah. No, it's good, though, because if you could do them all, that would be ideal. You have LinkedIn. I'm using Mastodon and LinkedIn. Um, is that the only two I have outgoing at the moment? Because yeah, I, what I want is, and, and Blue Sky, right? So mm -hmm. three, I guess. I want threads, but you might, you know, like you got burned by Facebook. So why would you jump on threads? It's the same company, you know? But could you, can you have multiple imports? Is that something like, because I have a YouTube, I have a Twitch, or like, can those like vacuum yep. in as well? Mm-hmm. Ha, 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 Yeah, you can have as many. Well, I think actually it's limited to like, 10 or 12. It's kind of an arbitrary limit. I was just, I was worried about someone adding like 100 feeds and spamming yeah. everything. I, but yeah, you can. You <laughs> they're like, somebody's going to add Wikipedia to Luro and I'm just going to die. Like, that's what, I'm, that's what I live in fear of. But please don't Gigabytes do it. Gigabytes of data coming in. Uh, most people just have like one feed that it's bringing in. But yeah, some people will have like a microblog feed, a WordPress feed. And then some people do things like, like they'll post movie reviews to like um, Letterboxd and services yeah. like that. 
And those have cool. RSS feeds. So you could add an RSS feed for one of those. And then, mm. you know, if someone's following you, they'll see, you know, five stars. I love this movie or whatever. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting when you add multiple feeds and just let microdoblog kind of bring them all together. That's a dream. I like that. <laughs> I, my Jekyll doesn't do that. That's wonderful. The incoming and outgoing is a little unique. Yeah. I'll mm -hmm. say like the fact that, yeah, if you were just huge in Letterboxd and your dream was, oh, all I freaking want is for my letterbox to shoot over to my Mastodon, there's probably no super first-class way of doing that other than something like this. You know, maybe there's some, like, if this, then that recipe or something, but... Yeah, you'd have to roll your own kind of thing. Yeah, if this, then that, or some script, or, yeah, something. I can't think of a lot of just out of the box, click and make it work. But you're saying even people are using this as kind of like, this is where they post photos and then those go out to their mm -hmm. socials. So like it can kind of be a, yeah, just a one-stop post point too. So mm -hmm. that would be, that would suit me because I don't want to like manage a photo block <laughs> to be honest. Right. I, I like uh, taking a photo here and there, but I don't want like a, to manage a photo blog. And so it'd be cool mm -hmm. to kind of do experiment with that. So. Yeah. I think it's fun. Like I've seen, you know, someone will have like photos.theirdomain.com or, you know, something like that. They'll just have like a separate photo blog and it kind of looks like Instagram, you know, or, you know, it has a grid of, grid of photos and you just post and then from there, yeah, let it send it out to Mastodon or wherever. Yeah. We added Flickr, not totally sure what the future of Flickr is, um, but it's you know it's still around. Some people still love it, and and, and a lot of the, some of these services like Blue Sky, no idea where it's going to go. Noster is just weird, wild west, you know, off 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 mm -hmm. in the weeds. But I felt like adding some of these even early, even if like you said they'll break later probably, and we'll have to kind of re uh, redo the API. I felt like adding those just kind of, it sends a statement, it makes a statement of like, you know, we love the open web. We love these new platforms. You know, they're not all going to last, but let's support what we can. Yeah, I like it. Pretty cool. Yeah, there's Pebble too is a newish one that um, has really limited use, it looks like, but looks really nice, <laughs> if you ask me. Like, I think Blue Sky, sorry, Blue Sky people, it just is the grossest of them as far <laughs> aesthetically somehow, but has some but has some momentum, whereas Pebble looks great and has nothing. <laughs> so, who knows? Yeah, I'm not sure, and I don't think Pebble has an API or apps or anything yet. Um, yeah, I tell you, to the point about, like, threads and like the concern of posting to threads because, you know, Facebook has, uh, in the past, has been not kind to third-party developers once they started locking. After, like, Cambridge Analytica and some of the bad press, they started locking everything down. The, there was a developer, or some, some, a few developers that kind of reverse-engineered the threads API, and they built a library and documented it so people could post to threads. And just, like, a couple of weeks ago, they got a cease and desist from Meta. Um, so they had to shut that down. So it, it is risky to, I, I don't, I, I try to stay away from scraping and reverse engineering APIs and like, especially if it's a company mm, right. that is probably going to be hostile to that sort of thing. I see. I don't think any of them that you have on microblog are, are the type that 
is one of the ways these integrations work is that you you go to like developers.socialnetwork.com and then you create an app and then that app has certain permissions and then and it has special API keys and then if you want something to integrate with it you copy and paste those API keys over to some other service that needs to, to use them or whatever. I don't think you have any that are like that, right? They're they're just they just off, and if the, once you're off, it works. And uh, so I think LinkedIn works like you described. I think you have to register. Flickr probably still does, but yeah, but you're right. the The trend is away from that sort of. You've got to register on some other some other platform. And which I love. If we go, if we rewind like way back to early days of Twitter, the very first Twitter APIs didn't, like it was before OAuth was really established. And uh, to log into Twitter, a Twitter app, third party app, you literally put your Twitter username and password in. And <laughs> not great for security, having like your like actual password around everything. Um, and at some point, Twitter, they moved to sort of an OAuth model, which required registering your app. And it seemed like a good idea for the security of the like password sharing. Um, but actually what it allowed Twitter to do, it basically gave Twitter control over third-party apps. Like, because you had to register, now Twitter can say whether you're allowed to use their API or not. And of course, it was theoretical but now Elon Musk comes along and he says, we're going to use this power. We're going to shut everything down. And if an API that like believes in the open web and wants to encourage apps to use it can not make itself the bottleneck, can just let it be more open where you don't need to register, you can use the API, there's some sort of system for letting users you know, sign in, uh, it's just better. Uh, I, don't, I don't love the idea of anyone any, especially big, you know, companies uh, that I don't totally trust. I don't love the idea of giving them control over what I can and can't build if I want to build something for their platform. Yeah, it kind of went from like this, the whole app, and then it kind of went to like, oh no, the user has to manage the authentication. That's like, and then uh, it's, and then GitHub even has like a mix, right? It's kind of weird. Like you mm -hmm. install it at the org level or the user auths it. So Gets confusing. Yeah, uh, I do have a just a small question. So I post on my website. Uh, all of my blog posts are good, but let's pretend one of them is really bad, and I don't want to put it on LinkedIn. Is there does <laughs> microblog <laughs> offer any sort of job protection or uh, anything like that? Yeah, there is. Um, we we used to have it where it was kind of like an all or nothing. You know, like you kind of have to like disable all. The services, if you don't want it to be posted or or not, but just recently, or maybe like last year, we added like a per service toggle. So when you post to your blog, you can say, "I just want this to go to you know Blue Sky and Mastodon, nothing else." Unfortunately, that doesn't work with blogs that are not hosted in a microdot blog right now. I need to figure out how. Like, I don't want to get too into the weeds on the technical part, maybe, but. Uh, basically, there has because micro.blog is reading your RSS feed and then, you know, bringing that into its platform and then sending that out to other platforms. There has to be a way to keep track of which posts are going to 
which services. Mm. And so in micro.blog, if you're hosting with us, we have that. If you're hosting on WordPress or you have a Jekyll blog or something like that, not totally sure how to preserve that setting. So there should be a way. Uh, a little more work needs to be done on that, probably. Oh, it's don't worry about me and my niche request <laughs> here. So no, no, it's good. No, it's good. I mean, I, I I think a lot of people would like that. The indie web has an API called Micropub, which we support for posting from apps, and it does have this concept of syndication targets where you could say, uh, you know, I just want this to go to Blue Sky or just want this to go to LinkedIn. And so there, there is some plumbing for that, but a little more work needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So can we, it might be interesting to go over the more of the complete um, feature list because we've talked about, you know, you can blog right on microblog, but then there's this element of a social network because everybody is sharing the platform, I can follow people and they can follow me and it does end up having this social network thing going on. So you got that, right? That's mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole complicated bit of software right there. <laughs> feeds yeah. feeds are no joke, you know? Um, and, then, and then much like every other social network, you can even, people have a username on there so I can, I could, I can at mention you and you know, you'll get mm-hmm. notified of that. I mean, it's straight up a social network. But there's more than that, right? There's, um, you have this bookmark feature that's fascinating to me because it looks very robust uh, in that, you know, for a long time I used this service. What's the, what's the, the pinboard, pinboard uh, dot in yeah, or whatever yeah. that, that guy? Yeah. And it, it had this neat feature that, you know, it was, you know, it was a browser extension or a bookmarklet and you're on some page and you're like, oh, I just want to save it. So just like, you know, the delicious of old or whatever, like you just, it's just your, your bookmarking tool, but it has some public aspects to it and you can tag it and stuff like that. And he had this cool feature that if you were, if you were pro or whatever, that it would not just save a URL and a little bit of metadata, but it would like yank the whole page too and like dump it in an archive so that it should it go offline someday or whatever, you have your copy of the page. And it looks like yours does that too, which is a yep. quite quite the bonus feature for a, <laughs> a little blogging platform, I'd say. Yeah, we do do that. And I was inspired by that from Pinboard and also like just the Internet Archive. You know, the Internet Archive is just right. an incredible achievement. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Um, but I, I've always felt like the Internet Archive is great and the Wayback Machine is great. But like, do we really just want one of those? Like, I feel, I feel like we should have more than one copy of the Internet. <laughs> or, or, you know, there, there, could be, there could be other, I don't know, there could be other services that have their own take on archiving, right? And they, they can like have their own copy of posts. So, so yeah, this, this is not included in the basic plan, but if, if you upgrade to the $10 <laughs> subscription, this is my plug there, we, we, any, uh, anything you bookmark, we archive a copy and we archive the CSS, HTML, images, everything. So it'll be um, of the post you know, that you've bookmarked. Uh, also, mm-hmm. we do that for anything you link to in your blog. So like if you just link to something, oh, wow. we archive it. Yeah, which I love because, like you were saying earlier in the show, like every the default is for most websites to die, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So everything's 404 eventually. And if we archive everything you link to, 
it's really, really nice because like five years later, you go to your blog and you can say, oh yeah, that thing is gone and just update the link to the archive version. Uh, so mm-hmm. Oh, so you, you host them too. Oh yeah, 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 we host them. Yeah. Um, so mm. uh, it, it's, uh, I think it's really powerful. I don't know exactly where all that is going to go, but I love that we do it because I think it could enable things, you know, later. Yeah. Does that's kind of, it just seems like a, a like a big add-on for, a, <laughs> you know, like, like somebody could do a startup that just does that, I feel mm-hmm. like, and, and, you know, and charge like 20 bucks a month or something, have that not be totally off, mm-hmm. off the mark, you know, but you just get it for 10 bucks a month as long as uh, at, on, on, it's just the premium plan has it, Just right? the premium or plan, up. yep, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I love it because, like, it does feel sometimes like we're just, we're adding everything, you know, it's the whole kitchen sink in here. But it's just a really nice compliment to blogging because, like, you'll often bookmark something and you want to blog about it later. So, great, let's make that easy. So you bookmark something, you can add some tags to it, and then just, like, one click, you turn that into a blog post. Um, the other, the other thing we do when we archive the web page, you know, we we extract the text from the page that you've archived, and you can make highlights in it. And so you could highlights, highlight, yeah, highlights. So you could make a you could highlight a section that you read, and then later, you know, one click, turn that into a blog post. So I, hmm. it, it's all everything we do. I feel like is somehow connected <laughs> to posting to your blog. Um, and I feel like bookmarks uh, fit in that. You know, you're not going to blog about everything you bookmark, but, you know, some of the stuff you will. Some you bookmark something, you're interested in it, and, you know, whether it's a link blog, like we were talking about, or whether you wanted to, like, write an essay about something, yeah, it's just nice to have everything kind of integrated. Wow. How do you make the highlights thing work? Do you have to use all that, like set selection range crap and yeah. javascript and uh, yeah wow it's a mess i don't even that's, know I that's worth ten dollars already <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that i remember like hitting my head against the wall trying to make all that work and, and it's not perfect to be honest like every once in a while you'll you'll bookmark a page where the html is just like a mess and like it tries to extract the text from it and it tries to like get the selection range right, and it fails. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I don't know, nine times out of ten. So, but so you can't highlight it on the original. You're highlighting, are, are you archiving just the text from the page? You're not archiving every image and style sheet and JavaScript file? Sorry, and yeah, no, we are archiving every image in JavaScript. Uh, and actually, I'm not, I'm not sure if we're archiving JavaScript to be honest, I'll have to check that. But we are archiving CSS um, and mm-hmm. images. Um, but the highlighting, to be clear, the highlighting has to happen in the text version. Uh, there's like a reader mm. mode kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that, right? I want to read this thing I bookmarked. You strip away yeah. all the crap and just leave exactly. the paragraphs and whatever. Well, did you have to write that too? Or is there some good library for that? Oh, please say there is. <laughs> there, there are good libraries. Uh, I think I'm using... I'm using some version of like the readability library. Right. I can't remember. I wrote this code, <laughs> wrote this code a long time ago. There's so much HTML parsing in the project. Uh, I can't I can't even remember how everything fits together. But yeah, I think I use some version of like the readability library which tries to kind of figure out where the actual body, you know, content of the pages. Mm. 
Yeah, I've 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 heard tell that that's a harder problem than it seems. So I'm like, oh, for your sake, I'm glad you're not doing it by hand. <laughs> There's heuristics and stuff. It's it's hard, you know, like blogs that don't even use p tags or whatever. Yeah, they're just yeah. For I'm sure. sure that sucks. Yeah, and like I said, it doesn't always work, but it works. It works enough. Uh, it works most of the time. Yeah. Good, good. So that's the bookmarks feature. Pretty robust. Is it? And then is there a? Do you do browser extensions for it or something? Or is it? Um, we don't have. Probably should have a browser extension. There's just like a JavaScript bookmarklet that you yeah, can bookmark. You know, put in. Yeah, Classic. bookmarklet you can put in. Yeah, it's it's super simple. Probably should have a browser extension just to make it a little more, a little nicer. Um, and then uh, you should wait for somebody to ask, I guess. I just always thought that once content security policy became a thing on the web that everybody would start doing it and they just haven't really, hmm. but they do stop bookmarklets. So if your bookmarklet works by doing some, hmm. you know, in a sense, what it does is it injects a script and, and executes the script and a content security policy blocks that. That was the message early on is like, Ooh, all you're going to break all our bookmarklets. So, I mean, even try it now. Like if you're on GitHub, they have a pretty strict one. You probably can't, you probably can't grab a post hmm. from GitHub in that way. So does CodePen, <laughs> but we don't really have anything you'd want to bookmark in that way. I should check that out some more. We also on the iOS, the microdoublog iOS app, we have a share extension and I feel like that's, mostly what I use, oh, you know, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. if I'm in Safari or whatever on iOS, you can hit share and then it pops over to the native app. How do so, you get it? Do you, is there a, there's an iOS app for microblog and then you just get it. Oh, exactly. Nice. Yep. yep. And then there's a mechanism to just, yeah, the share extension in the app that will yeah. I'm always annoyed by apps that do their own share extension, like like YouTube. You know, you have to they pop up their own little fake one, and then you got to go scroll over to like more or whatever it is, right. and then it, all <laughs> that does is open the native one. And you're like, yeah, that's what I wanted, the native one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's a little clunky. Do you want an iframe? Do you want an embed? Do you want a link? Yeah. <laughs> and is there, was I, am I wrong here? Is it something to do with Hugo too? Is like like if you want to, if you're making your own blog and you want to do to something totally unique with with the, your theme and styles and all that, that somehow you'll like run somebody's Hugo build or something? Is that part of it? Yep. No, that's right. Yeah. So when we added the, the blog hosting, I was like, do I invent my own like theme, you know, markup so people can customize their, or do I use something kind of off the shelf? And so it, uh, we used to use Jekyll actually switched to Hugo a few years ago. So if you host your blog on micro.blog, we run everything through Hugo. So it basically, you, you, in a nutshell, you, like, you post to micro.blog, you say new post, type in some stuff, hit save. We save it in our database. We run it through Hugo with all the themes and templates and everything. And then that creates a static site, right? And then we host that static site for you. Um, and then there's some other little magic in there to make some of the dynamic stuff work. But that was one of the, the early goals I had is, like nothing against WordPress, but like WordPress for a while got kind of a bad rap for performance um, because everything is super dynamic and PHP is, uh, like if you don't have one of the caching plugins installed or whatever, I guess this isn't much of an issue anymore, but for a while it seemed like it was an issue. And I felt like if we just statically generate everybody's blog, It'll be super fast. We can host it across multiple servers. Um, 
And that's what, yeah, so that's the model. Yeah, we run everything through Hugo, and then you can you could bring in a custom Hugo theme. You can, you know, edit CSS, templates, that sort of thing. Mm. So every time somebody presses publish on a microblog post. Yep, if, runs Hugo. In, in a few seconds later, it'll run a Hugo build. Holy cow. Yep. yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's, it's, I love it. I mean, it's not, like, there are drawbacks, you know, like, just because it's not instant, as instant as, you know, you would like. So we do some sort of tricks to make it, like, feel instant, um, you know, like, so adding it to, like, the timeline right away. And, like, sometimes we will do kind of, like, a partial Hugo build just to, like, get the permalink web page up immediately and then we'll like turn around and like do a full build of like all your blog posts like because some people have like thousands and thousands of blog posts right and so hugo is really really fast but there's still a little bit of time to run it all through the the process so but yeah it, so there's some drawbacks but i i love it i love i love that i can post you know with any app and it just it spits out a static site that i know is going to be fast yeah that's amazing architecture. What if, if is it like one Hugo install that magically that you can give different assets to, well, to build, two, or does everybody yeah. have their own Hugo install? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's one. So we have uh, the the only tricky part is we have yeah. There's one Hugo install basically on each server. Like we have a couple, a few app servers that it runs through. Right. Um, and then we also have multiple versions of Hugo for different versions um, because Hugo, I mean, I love Hugo, but it does, they also, <laughs> getting to my complaint about Rails, that Hugo tends to break things also often, like the new version of Hugo, mm. like some tags just like won't work anymore. So we maintain a few versions of Hugo and you can switch your blog to use like the latest version. Oh, I see. Um, so you don't have to break so. people's crap. Because oh exactly, but, it, I mean, it but all, you you can stay upgraded. Like if you don't care, you probably just run the most current one. And sort of. I mean, uh, to be honest, we we are slow to upgrade to the latest version because hmm. I'm as I'm so worried about breaking things. Um, but like generally, we will we'll have some version of Hugo and we'll just like stick with that version that works for like a year or more, mm -hmm. and then. We'll add the new version as as an option. You know, like you can opt in to get the new version, um, and then when everything, we're sure that like all the themes and everything work, then we'll automatically update everyone to the that's new a version. That's a nice. That's a nice way to do it. You know, we deal with that same kind of problem going forward on CodePen for, for most of the history of it. If you if you just we're writing some CSS and you're like, I'm going to use SAS. You just selected SAS from a drop-down menu, but we didn't really build in a way to say, I want SAS version, you know, 3.2 or something forever. Please don't change it on me. We just <laughs> didn't have that option. So when SAS would upgrade, we'd really have to, we'd really have to worry like, hmm, are we just going to do it? Are we just going to upgrade so that every person in the history of time who's ever written a SAS pen is just going to be on the new version? If in by some miracle, for the most part, processors like that didn't break stuff too badly, or that we could f fix it in some way. But we got we got off easy, as, <laughs> as I think there's there's breaking changes are are much more common in in bigger processing software. So now going forward, we're just not going to do that. Like if you pick a processor to use in some way, it's going to be locked to that version forever, and you Ooh. have to choose. To, to upgrade it, you know. That makes sense. I mean, no one wants something to break, like, in the middle of, 
you know, their life. <laughs> well, it's the worst thing ever in making websites. You're like, I didn't change anything and this doesn't work anymore. That doesn't feel fair. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a lot of value in saying like, we'll build it. You just type in here and we'll go build the thing that you're trying to build. There's like a lot of value, but then it's just, but there's this huge sort of risk that you're taking too. Like, like I just, you know, hopefully you like what comes out because, you know, otherwise, or I'm going to, in order to fix a security issue or something, I might just have to break your thing. That's, it's risky. It's a, it's a tough, tough place to be. Things should be locked in time. You know, there's something to be said about the, like the package.j or what is it? Semver? I don't know. Or the, the language where sometimes there's a little up arrow thingy and sometimes there's a dollar sign and sometimes there's nothing and you know and they mean different things i think if there's nothing it means like just stay on this version do never change it but the up one is like major versions the other one is minor versions it's just a nice way to it's just your way to signal how how much you care the eat bacon operator where it's like the bacon and then you do the mouth opening the bacon (laughs) bacon. oh yeah (laughs) Yes, the eat bacon I've operator. I've never heard it described that way. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> eat bacon operator. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, good job with it all. I really, you know, I'm glad that it exists. I, I think I've been aware of it for a long time, but it took, it took Twitter sucking for me to really <laughs> have my own <laughs> moment of uh, figuring out how to syndicate better to different things, and y'all handle it pretty well. So that, that's that's I'm a I'm a paying subscriber. Damn it! Woohoo! Thank you. Awesome. No, I love that. And I mean, definitely, I think a lot of people, I hear that sort of thing from people. Like they they kind of heard about micro.blog like six years ago or four years ago. It was kind of on their radar, but it wasn't for them. And then eventually they might come back. And I love, I love when that happens because we are improving it all the time, right? It is like it's recognizable from five years ago, but like it's so much better than it was um, before. And right, so right, it's right. kind of nice when someone gives it a second chance, like, oh, now it does all this other stuff. So that's fun. That's a that matters, right? Like I just saw this other one the other day called bear, bearblog.dev. Pretty mm-hmm. neat, right? A little, yeah. little blogging platform thing that's also hosted, but it does nothing. Like it does nothing. It's just a blog and then you blog and that's it. You know, like that's you what, have about yeah, 50. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, sure, that's admirable too. But it means that if you don't need that, you don't need that. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like Microblog, you might want to take a look at the feature set because there's a lot of stuff in here. I could see somebody using it just for bookmarks. That's a pretty mm-hmm. robust, cool feature. Or like, I want to do the smushing of multiple feeds into one feed. You got that. Oh, it's got really nice activity pub integration. I could use it just for that. Or I like mm-hmm. the people there, so I'm going to follow a bunch of people, and it becomes my little RSS reader in a way. You could use it in that way. There's just a, it's a lot there to like. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate and, that. And you have bookshelves. Uh, yeah. Yeah, book we didn't even talk about that one, the, the yeah. book reading thing. <laughs> That's kind of off on the side, but I really love it. I, I During the pandemic, I got just like reading more, kind of got back into reading books. And um, so now I read quite a bit. I love being able to track them just on something that is, yeah, like it's related to kind of to blogs. So like when I finish a book, uh, we actually have a whole separate app called Epilogue on iOS and Android that's just for tracking books yeah, and like reading goals and things like that. And so I love, I finish a book click and I have a blog post that says, you know, 
I finished reading this book by so-and-so and I really loved it. You know, fantastic book. And just really easy to get that kind of stuff onto your blog instead of like Goodreads or, you know, some silo somewhere. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's, also, it's everything's so understated. I'm like, how do I get a book in here? <laughs> oh, it's a tiny little search box where you just type in any book in the entire world and then it just shows up. Like, I just, I almost don't expect that that is going to do that, you know, because of how, how understated the search box is. It's not a criticism. The whole design mm-hmm. is like that. I think you should do what works for you. But yeah, it's impressive. That's just like, yeah, the understated. That is, I think that is a good description for a lot of our UI. Like, some of the, we, I'm always worried about like hitting someone over the head with something like, look at our feature, like look at this huge button that's like blinking and it's red and and because it just feels like websites, they're just so much like that. Like read this book, subscribe to this thing, like click here if you want to like do this thing. So yeah, a lot of our stuff airs on the side of like not even telling you <laughs> it's there. Um, but yeah, you have to you have to dig a little bit sometimes. Power, power user feature, I like it. Well, cool. I, well, I, we're kind of hitting our hour here, so we should probably wrap it up. Uh, Manton, thank you so much for coming on the show, telling us about Microblog for people who aren't following you and giving you money. How can they do that? Yeah, micro.blog is at micro.blog. Love to see you. Try, try it. Let me know what you think. And I've been blogging for a while at manton.org. I just I post about just whatever, mostly stuff I'm working on with micro.blog, but other Things and books, you know, if you want to know, if you really want to know what book I'm reading, it's there. <laughs> Perfect. And you also have an excellent podcast, maybe like one of the longest Mac podcasts, uh, Core Intuition with Daniel, Jol- I can't say Jan- Daniel's yep. last name. Yep, Daniel Jolka. Jolka. Yep. Uh, who is also in the blogosphere with Mars Edit. But um, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's a good podcast uh, if, if you're into Mac stuff, like the nitty gritty. You, you go a little bit deeper than the, uh, uh, you know, you, you get into Whoa. some Xcode kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm embarrassed that I've never seen this. We're neck and neck <laughs> for episodes. Oh, yeah. I actually noticed that. I was... Uh, we're in the 500s, I think, both, both shows, right? You're like one above us, man. Wow. Oh, hey. wow. That's great. When did y'all start? Because uh, are you pretty con- so over ten years? Because we only do it weekly. Well, but yeah. So you probably. So we. I think we started like I want to say fifteen years ago around because it was like right when the yeah, iPhone. Two thousand eight. I'm looking. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but at the beginning, we kind of yeah. Sometimes like a, a while ago, <laughs> we'd have like a show every couple months, and so. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. That we're, but not anymore. You're consistent now, weekly? Pretty consistent every week. Uh, it kind of, we, when we got sponsors, it became kind of easier to be motivated and just kind of get the... But every once in a while, we take a week off anyway. But Yeah. You'll probably... When it's because we take a week off every once in a while, you will probably pass us and and in episode number <laughs> pretty soon. Oh, no. We're we're past you, I'm afraid. Dave had it wrong. We're five five eighty six to your Oh, you are way back. Okay, yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, you will continue to be past us then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Unless uh, unless Papa gets a new vacation. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, we'll see. Awesome. 
Well, cool. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, really appreciate it. And thank you, dear listener, for downloading this in your podcast. Church, church, please just our heart favorite up there. So people find out about the show, follow us on Twitter or uh, Mastodon. And we're not on micro.blog yet, but, you know, maybe one day. And uh, then, uh, but the real party is over in the Discord. Join us in at patreon.com slash shop talk show. Chris, anything else you'd like to say? Shop talk show.com. <laughs>